Yeah. If you could just start off by saying who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Laura Morche. I'm a full-time project manager and I moonlight as an IFBB Bikini Pro. (laughs) I also have a podcast called Bikini Things, kind of centered around competing and women's bodybuilding as well. So little, little bit of a jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah. When did you start competing? I started competing in 2017, uh, very early 2017. So I started my first prep the end of 2016. Okay. And what made you decide, like, uh, often it seems like there's a moment in people's life where they're like, this is it, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. I, in grad school, kind of the year, the year in between I had college and then grad school, I got a little bit skinny fat. I've always been really tall, really skinny, and I kind of got a little out of shape and I just really hated the way I looked and I found weight training. And I also became a group exercise instructor while I was going to Indiana university doing my master's. And I really fell in love with the weight training. I saw my body change and all of a sudden I could eat more and still look good. And I also, while I was teaching exercise classes at IU, there was another girl that was competing or actually two of them. One of them who had a very dramatic weight loss transformation to do that. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. And I think that idea just kind of planted itself as a seed in my head. And over the years, I just, I wanted to do it. I had a job out of grad school that was very, um, very demanding. And I, there was no way to make a bodybuilding lifestyle work with that. So for Mm. about three years, I think the desire to do it just grew and grew because I couldn't pursue it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was seeing someone like that. I'm sure that like massive transformation that you saw. Yeah. Yeah. It's very dramatic, especially with the tan and the hair and the makeup and the sparkly bikini. Yeah. You know, you walking around as like a normal girl at the gym to that. It's a very dramatic transformation. Well, it, 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 uh, it always, it's interesting to me because like, I always relate things back to like stand up comedy, but like with comedy, it's like, uh, you know, we're, we're putting on this presentation and we're also working on something all year to then show. And so like, that's like, I always thought that was similar where it's like, uh, you know, all that training, all that time. And then, and then there's like the big performance, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, small amount of time on stage for all the hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And you're like, here's my moment to shine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good analogy. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it always like, I feel like, uh, I like interviewing people that do stuff like that because what, what is the, where are the other similarities? You know, I'm always trying to find them in the people of like all creative people have like so many similarities, but, um, it's just such a different, like, it is like an art form, but in such a different way. And, uh, um, yeah. So like, what was it like your first year competing? My first year competing was, uh, It was a lot of fun because I got to realize this dream that I'd had for several years at that point, but at the same time, I didn't do very well. So I did my first show February of 2017 and they have what's called novice. So I placed, I placed second in novice. So that felt nice, but in the sort of open category, I got last place in my, in my class. And then I took a break because I was, I was just so skinny at that time. I'm six feet tall. So I looked like, I looked like a string bean up there. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then by the fall, I competed again and I felt like, oh, I've made so much progress. I'm so excited. 
I got my boobs done at that point. So I felt like I was really <laughs> looking good and I got second place out of two. And so I just felt like, I felt like a loser. Um, I did one show after that, which kind of, I think helped pick up my confidence and, and give me some re- encouragement to keep going. And that yeah. was a really big show. They don't do anymore, but there were about 15 girls in my, the five, seven and above group. And so I got third out of 15. So I felt much better. I felt like I had a better sense of where I actually stood rather than just getting second out of two. You feel like, okay, I'm a loser, go last place. But in a bigger group like that, I felt like, okay, you know, I'm improving. I can do this. This is something I really want. And so maybe there is some potential for me. Yeah. Well, second out of two, that's not fair at all. You know, that's like, yeah. if, if me and Tiger Woods went golfing <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he got second. He was last, you know, yeah. but, but then they're like, I mean, the other guy was Tiger Woods, but you know, yeah. it, it's like, what an unfair, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, totally, you can't control who shows up to the shows. So it just so happened that a lot of times the taller class five, seven and above just walking around out in life, there's not as many ladies that are that tall. So yeah, a lot of times the groups can be small when you're at the amateur level and they're grouping you by height like that. Really? So does that change when it's like the pro level? Do they no longer yes. go by height? So it's pro, like pro, they do not go by height. So uh, I have no idea what I'm going to look like next to these girls that are 4'11", 5 nothing. <laughs> I might, I might look just right. I might look too skinny still. I might look like a giant next to them. I don't really know yet. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, that is, that is interesting that it's like all your, like, even if you just wanted to look at pictures, it's like the last years of pictures, it's like around the same height. And then Mm -hmm. now you're just going to have such a mixture. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's yeah. So when, when is the competition now? Right now, the one I'm targeting is July 10th. Oh, okay. So about, about 10 weeks away. Yeah, that's that's soon. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I feel good. I think this is probably the most focused I've ever been during a competition season. I think turning pro last year, once I did that, I mean, it was number one, it was th- this thing that I've wanted since probably 2013, maybe 2014. So it's this goal I've worked for and dreamed about for years. It really made me think and, and push me to just level up everything that I'm doing. So my training, my posing, my diet, everything, I need to be taking it more seriously. I need to put more effort into it than I ever have before, because now it's, now it's the big stage and I'm a competitive person. I don't, I don't do stuff just to do it. When I do something, I want to be the best at it and I want to give it my best effort. So yeah, it's, I haven't met anyone that does competing that is like, I just, you know, I just like, you know, like everyone, I feel like everyone's like, I am competitive. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Competing, you can definitely do it for just, it's a very cool challenge, but those girls, they tend to not turn pro. You know, if you're in it to turn pro and to compete at the pro level, you've got to be competitive and yeah. you've got to have, you know, a banging, banging physique and a sassy walk and probably very overall beautiful woman. So it's, it's competitive. You've got to really give it your best effort to do well. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I, again, think of comedy of like, yeah, we got the people that are at the open mics being like, yeah, I just do this 
you know, as a fun <laughs> hobby on the weekends. And then there's like people like me that I'm like, I'm just trying to write an hour a day every day. And I'll have this new hour. Like I'm like, I'm always like so laser focused. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, with anything too, that's how you become successful. That's how be, you become better at something. If you don't, yeah. if you don't put the work in, you can't expect to have the results if you have big goals. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a great video the other day about that, about like uh, when people are like leaving comments being like, what kind of camera are you using? Like what kind of lens, what kind of, you know, any of that stuff. And it's always, uh, it just always comes back to like their, their real question is like, why you and not me? And it's often just like the hours of work that went into it, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you also said that you're, um, uh, training uh, women to also be in the competitions and how is how did you get started with that and then like how is that going yeah. yeah it's that's been a fun thing during the pandemic that just kind of took me by surprise so in mid 2020 I've got a I've got a girlfriend named Michelle who and actually she's she's on the podcast with me so she's on bikini things with me and she's a trainer and I think it was early 2019. I helped her do a cut for gold's gym. She was working there as a trainer at the time and they had this big challenge and she wanted to win that. So I helped her do kind of a bikini style cut or prep Yeah, and she looked really good. And she's got, she's kind of known for her abs. She has really nice abs. And so by the end of it, she had this like shredded, shredded six pack. She looked really good. And I think it kind of planted the seed in her head that, oh, maybe I would want to compete one day. I've seen Laura mm. do it. I see all these pictures and she likes trying fitness challenges. So in 2020, she approached me to say, Hey, I want to try competing. We coach me. And so she was the first person ever that I prepped. And I pretty much took the, you know, the plans I would have for my lifestyle clients. And I kind of just tailored it with how you'd go about a bodybuilding diet and tried to put together a bunch of templates and tools and things that are, you know, easy to understand and gave that all to her and prepped her for two shows. And she did, she did very well uh, in those two shows. And then I had a friend of a friend reach out. So I had another girl that I prepped later in the year. She actually competed with me at one of my shows right before I turned pro in December. Oh, wow. And then from there, once I turned pro, just the interest level and also me just sharing Michelle and the other girl's name was Gretchen sharing the two of them. I just get a lot of referrals or people just, they see the transformations and they say, Hey, I want to work with you. So that's yeah. been really cool. I'm not even, I don't even feel like I'm really advertising much. I just repost a lot of the content that the girls tag me in and I'll just get hit up on, on Instagram or, you know, people will put me in contact with a friend who wants a prep coach. So I've been doing it long enough where I know know what to do. And there's a lot of, I hate to say it, there's a lot of bad bikini coaches out there too. So I think there's a part of me that wants to, wants to prevent that from happening and mm. prevent these poor girls from starving themselves and doing hours of cardio a day when they don't need to. Um, it's just kind of grown organically. So now there's probably about eight to 10 girls that I've got that are prepping or oh, in wow. an off season and I'm working with them. So it's been, it's been really, really neat. And it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. And that's, that is when you know, you're doing a good job is when it's like, 
you don't have like a, a company or anything. like it's very much yeah. like it's like you just have to go to her she's great you know like that's yeah. when that's when you know we I was talking to a friend about that the other day about like the difference in businesses and uh how like some businesses they like grow really nicely and some don't and a lot of it is what what is that one thing that makes you go uh you feel the need to tell other people about it you know like what is it you know it's and it's often just like that really good experience and like clearly you're doing the right things that make people want to go you have to talk to her about it so yeah thank you let's i try to make sure that um doing my best job and I, it's for me it's always quality over over cloud or over projecting an image or anything like that i don't really even have a team name at this point but yeah i think the girls it's like they kind of speak for themselves so last weekend i had a girl who competed she won her class so we're going to try to get her into one of these pro qualifying national shows later this year and i've got a girl competing next weekend and she's looking, I mean, just like her waist to hip ratio is out of this world. <laughs> um, yeah. Every time she'll come train with me once a week. And it's like, every time we're in the gym together, it's like, she's, they're just like a trail of guys, like following her around the gym, like trying to get her number. <laughs> she just looks, she looks so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all of this said, what, what led you, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about a lot of this on your podcast. Um, and what led you to do the podcast? Yeah, that's so, okay. So that's a good point. Actually, I haven't talked about, I haven't talked about my bikini girls that much on the podcast, but maybe that's, that's a good idea, um, for me to put out some episodes about that and kind of what I'm up to, but the podcast was just something that I really felt the need to do. And I, I, myself, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I really love podcasts. Uh, I think they're a great way to learn things, to mm-hmm. um, just engage your mind. Even if I'm doing something kind of simple, like cooking or meal prepping or driving, I love to yeah. have something that I'm listening to or learning about. So just listening to all these podcasts, I thought I can do this. Competing <laughs> is this thing that I'm so passionate about. And there's a lot of things I want to talk about. And it's not, it's not necessarily just competing, although it's focused around that it's more so fitness and primarily from a woman's perspective too, because I think a lot of the things I do and have an interest in there's, there's been so much bad messaging over the years, over the decades towards women about how to train, how to work out, how to eat, to fit some body type that we're supposed to be. And that body type is constantly changing. And it's, it's can be very exhausting in some ways. If you think about all of it, all the things that women we try to do and we spend our time and money and effort on to try to look a certain way and be a certain way. And there's just so much, there's so much to talk about. So I just, you know, figured out, I think I heard about on Joe Rogan is there was an app at the time I was using to record initially. And then got some mics and tried to try to learn how to edit and all that stuff. So it just, it's kind of expanded as I, as I learned more. And as I also met more people in the fitness community and could get, you know, IFBB pros now fellow IFBB pros on to interview and have as guests. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun, even if, you know, it doesn't necessarily go anywhere. I don't know. I don't know what the future is going to hold, but it's, it's been so much fun. And I just enjoy talking about, fitness and competing and sharing ideas. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very similar to like why I started this show was just like growing to at first it was like mostly comedy to meet other comedians and talk about comedy. And then uh, as it's uh, the show has grown, it's been more of like, what else is out there? Like what else is like creative and what else is like people like wanting to learn about? And so the show has like evolved into like just like what are other people getting into? Because uh, I think I think I'm mostly driven by like hearing other people's passions and like mm -hmm. hearing them be passionate about something. And uh, I then it motivates me to be more passionate about the things I'm working on. And I feel the same way where it's like this podcast has had its great ups and downs. But at the same time, like I just I just like talking and meeting the people and figuring out what's going on in their head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you get you get the energy and the inspiration too. like you said, I'm the same way when I meet someone who's very passionate about what they do, whether they're a competitor or an engineer or an accountant, somebody who's passionate about what they do, it's inspiring. And it's, yeah. it's energizing, I think, to talk with those people and pick their brains and understand them and um, just learn more about something you may not know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like fitness is such a, a, a realm where you, you're totally right of like a lot of there's a lot of good and a lot of bad and also like a lot of clickbait and stuff, you know, like fitness is just like such one of those topics. And, uh, you know, again, I, yeah. I, 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 I it, it's like every day, you know, what it's changing and, and different. So I I'm sure it's, it's refreshing to talk to like-minded people that are kind of in your world that are probably like trying to get the same messages across to kind of clear that air. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, there's, yeah, there's so much that goes into fitness. I think it's it's one of those things because it's uh, it's appearance oriented, and because there's sort of a low bar to entry, a lot of the a lot of the coaches or people online they don't necessarily have certs or any formal knowledge. You get you can get all kinds of stuff, and it's even one thing too. This year is like there's a big trend of a lot of fitness influencers or athletes or whatever jumping on OnlyFans too. And it's like, you wonder, it's like, is this just what we're all going to become? We're all going <laughs> to become OnlyFans girls? Is this what <laughs> competing, has competing desensitized us to nudity or anything? So you kind of wonder, but it's, and there's no judgment to anyone. It's just, um, you see these trends or things like that. And so really the podcast is just a way to explore ideas and and talk with people about different things yeah yeah is there um do you have a favorite episode that you've posted oh, I'm, I'm good, putting you on a spot I'm yeah sorry. that's a good question um there's there's been a lot of them I'm trying to think some of the good ones um one of one of my friends and also fellow bikini pro Jess Wilson she was she's a full-time veterinarian so she's total superwoman. Um, you know, bikini is at the end of the day, it's a hobby for her. She's a full-time veterinarian in her, in her real life. Um, she's very, very inspiring, super intelligent, and she's just got this amazing energy, very bubbly personality. So she was on season one. Her episode was really great. Um, one of my other friends who competes, Rachel Latner, she's a nurse practitioner and she does a lot with hormone therapy. That's kind of her specialty. Oh, okay. And this year in the pandemic, the cool thing, she's been working with a lot of sports teams in these little bubbles because they've had to keep everything very oh, yeah. contained and very tracked. 
and just the testing is unreal to allow these sports to happen. So she's worked with um, the WNBA. She's worked with Bellator. She's worked with some college teams. And she came on an episode last year just to talk about hormone health and, and the presence of PEDs in, in bodybuilding for women and just all these different things about our health. And I think that was a really good episode just to get a lot of good information out there yeah. that a lot of women may not be aware of. So that was yeah. a great, that was a great one too. Yeah. I want to check that out because I'm so curious about those bubbles and I'm so like, like yeah. it baffles me as a person, but I'm just like, you know, yeah. It's just, it's she crazy. posted something on social media at one point this year where, you know, you can have polls or questions on your stories. And she asked if you had been, had a COVID test. I think it was maybe last summer. So some people maybe had some had not. And then she asked like, if so, how many, and she gave a range And then I think after that, she posted how many she had had. And it was something like 400 COVID tests. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of this stuff, I think they're just, you know, somebody would test positive and then everyone who's been in contact with them had to get a test. So just to maintain the ability to do things is like almost on a daily basis. Ah, man. I mean, I saw videos of like uh, studios of like people filming TV shows and it's like the same of like the tests and then the amount of space and all these glass and yeah, plexiglass. And then like, uh, what did I see? They had like some of their stuff that they needed to use was always kept in like Ziploc bags, basically. Like, so every time you had to do a scene, you had to take things out of Ziploc bags and like just yeah, and I can't imagine. I can't imagine with sports. You know, I I did sports in high school, and uh, yeah, you know, someone someone gets sick, everyone gets sick. You know, so like, it's it's impressive amount yeah. of work. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that episode out. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, where can people find you online? They can find me online on YouTube. Just search Laura Morche. You can also find me on Instagram at Laura underscore IFBB pro. And that's, yeah. And then bikinithings.com. That's the website for the podcast, but you can search if you just search bikini things on any major podcast platform, Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever you get your podcasts. So, yeah. yeah. And where, where do you, I always like to ask, where do you live online? Do you spend most of the time on Instagram or? Most of the time on Instagram. Yeah. I don't yeah. have, like, I don't have Snapchat. I don't have TikTok, um, things like that. So yeah, mostly Instagram. And then for a while I was in a good routine with YouTube that I'm trying to pick back up yeah. to kind of document my prep. That's great. Yeah. That's very exciting. Um, yeah. And then also, uh, what's something maybe, uh, over the last couple of years that you wish you knew when you first started competing? I think when I first, when I first started competing, I think maybe if I had known I could eat a little more in off season, <laughs> that would be one thing that might've helped me. And posing is really important. That's, that's one thing maybe early on, I didn't practice enough and just overall competing or life. I think just don't be so hard on yourself, you know, be mm. kind to yourself. Um, you know, be, be thoughtful with the self-talk and stuff like that. You know, there's, there's always room to grow and to challenge yourself and to push yourself, but also at the same time, be kind and give yourself grace. 
Yeah, I like that. That's great. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for Thanks being for on the show. Me. Yeah, yeah great having time. me. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman Podcast and outro music. <laughs>